Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Pan Geekery Podcast, a weekly live video podcast celebrating all things geek from an all-diverse perspective. And what we do is we talk about TV, film, video games, all the nerdy things covering all the nooks and crannies of fandom. My name is Earl Balon. I am an actor-improviser based in Los Angeles, California, and the first fantasy movie I ever watched was Excalibur from 1981. Oh my goodness. Um, hello, my name is Jennifer Zhang. I am an actor, writer, artist from Los Angeles. And the first fantasy film I've ever watched, oh my goodness, am I remembering correctly? It might be the first Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Fellowship. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the way in 2000 yeah. or 2001. Hey guys, my name is Caitlin Fay. I'm a director, a writer, an actor, and a musician. And holy crap, um, <laughs> there had to have been a fantasy film I saw prior to Fellowship of the Ring, but I'm drawing blanks. I watched Xena and Hercules. The legendary journeys. On TV. <laughs> No, you can't just spring these questions on us, Earl. Like, you gotta give give us time to think sometimes. I'm sure, but we'll just go. Yeah. Okay. Fellowship. And uh, my name is Andy Lowe. I'm a director and producer. uh, And uh, it was not my first, but the first one that comes, the earliest one that comes to mind is Lady Hawk, and I love it. Nice. So I'm gonna gonna call out Lady Hawk because Michelle Pfeiffer was a goddess. Yes. Still is. uh, Still is. The much. uh, uh, much uh, underplayed leading man. Uh, we only think of him as a villain, but he was a great leading man. And I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just saying. Awesome. <laughs> so I do want to say uh, a big welcome to uh, Andy Lowe here, our officially our, our new guest host uh, to our virtual table. Everybody give a big welcome to Andy Lowe. Yay. Thanks and for joining the team, man. You mean host. You meant co host. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Host. Oh, host. I'm so sorry. Fan our guest host. <laughs> Probation is still. <laughs> Being judged. No. <laughs> Our first, like his first time Official. officially as a coast ho- co-host. So as a coast. Coast. As a coast. Coast one of three. Coast one of three point nine. Okay. Anyway. Mike Hey, uh, what's up to everybody in the chat? Vic Chi, winner, Cybermaki, what's up, everybody? Ang Fernal, thank you for the sub, Jen Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Our biggest fan. So uh, yeah. We got a lot of things going on today. Uh, first of all, we uh, have our special guest, Karen Hui from um, Ghosts of Tsushima. We will bring her out in a little bit. But we are also talking about a lot of other things. We are talking about geeky news. Um, uh, we're talking some Gert and Gertie Rex. Geeky Gertie. news. <laughs> some Gertie Nerdy Rex. News. Geeky Rex. Like uh, a lot of other stuff. It's, it's been a hundred degrees. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk anymore. It's, it's so hot. We're I can't getting hot and sweaty. But uh, do check out our streaming schedule and our Discord. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, so Wednesdays we have uh, Jen streaming uh, Fall Guy. We'll 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 figure now, that out. Okay. What was that? We we actually uh, we're, I'm going to be streaming Fall Guys Thursday at 5 p.m. and then we're going to do the group sc- uh, stream with Destiny at 8 p.m. for Thursdays. Got it. Woo! Okay, so we will we will work out the rest of that stream and uh, yeah. that the streaming schedule will be up in our um, our Discord later. So, how's everybody doing? Good. One word. One word. How's everybody doing? Shamrock. <laughs> Shamrock. Hot. Hot. Also, same hot. Um, <laughs> that being said, 
You know what else is hot? Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, um, nice segue. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without further ado, <laughs> let's bring on our special guest, Miss Karen Huey. Yay! Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For Welcome sure. Thank you for joining us at the virtual guest table. Um, of course. Yeah. I'm so Your presence brings honor to us all. Yes. <laughs> thank you for the. Thank you for the set. Let yeah. me sit in front of the set. <laughs> yeah, right. yes. You spared no expense. No, clearly not. Yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I got two swims in today. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Two swims. Now you're just so bragging. I, have, I just was able to decompress. My gosh. Wow. Oh, wow. But it dropped down to 94 today from 112 yesterday, which wow. was ridiculous. Yeah, yesterday was ridiculous. You're, you're in L.A.? Or where are you here? I'm in L.A. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's or not cool, rather. Hot. Very hot. <laughs> on, on yeah, very that's hot. No. <laughs> hot. It's pretty hot. So, um, uh, Karen, uh, Ghosts uh, has been like, a, it's a phenomenon right now. Everybody's playing it. Everybody's loving the game. Um, and I know you've done like a lot of voice work in the past. I was reading the article that you wrote and you said that this is your first like principal role in a video game. Being in a video game. Yeah, right. I've done VO for video games, but right. yeah, this was the first time. And you know, when you, you know, you read my article, like right. when you get cast, you send in your audition and you're just like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, cause you do whatever, three every other mm-hmm. day or something. Right. And then they come back several months later and they're like mm-hmm. okay you booked such and such and i'm like wait what is that and i mm-hmm. we had no idea because you're given a code name because right. you couldn't talk about it because of the nda and mm-hmm. uh, you know you sort of go to work you have no idea what it's going to be and it's not like oh here's the script here are all mm-hmm. the characters in that way it's kind of like a woody allen movie where it's like okay so today you're going to do these 150 lines and you're like (laughs) so what's and then you know that's where you're relying on your your director your vo director because you don't know the context you just Mm -hmm. see the lines and then so she was able to say you know this is what's happening but yeah it's it's just totally exciting and i didn't I didn't realize what a big, well, none of us realized what a big deal it was going to right. be. And on Facebook, I saw that some of my friends were posting pictures of themselves in fancy clothes at the at the Game Awards. And right. I was like, oh, I hope I get to go to the Game Awards someday. Aww. I felt like Cinderella, you know? Well, you're going to be able to go this, uh, they're not going to have them. You are the Game Awards. Oh. Yes. Right. One, thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet. But then, <laughs> then Daisuke, who plays um, Jin, the lead character, right. he then posted the trailer. And I said, I think, I think this is the game that we worked on. I mean, how many <laughs> even games knows, yeah. could he have worked That's on where he so played crazy. Samurai? That's so crazy, yeah. Now you, so, you know, because we didn't know. Now you so doing, you didn't even know back then. I mean, while so you were crazy. working on the project. No. They keep you yeah. so out of the know. It's no, like, I mean, you know, you know, because I had scenes with him. So right. I knew he played a samurai and I, yeah. you know, I knew what I played or whatever. But then when he posted that trailer, it was gorgeous. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, the curtain rises and you see mm-hmm. the orchestra playing the score on stage. <laughs> so and I was cool. like, what? What's happening? <laughs> and then the camera pulled back some more. And then you see the audience. And then it said, you know, whatever, the 2019. 2020 game awards or whatever it was mm-hmm. and i right. was like that's where my friends are all dressed up and wearing their fancy oh, clothes uh, we had had no idea no idea 
so was, wow. the uh the thing the, it was codenamed rain back in the day yes yeah yeah and um good detective uh, work right a little detective <laughs> yeah. work i know i <laughs> i had to do it really quick look through uh, some old stuff some, something called google <laughs> yeah. change the weather while playing the flute though yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh i i ate just um gosh they didn't do the the game awards live this year then but like mm-hmm. they did it no right did they have no. them at all they they had them that's where they dropped and i think it might have been in december Oh, okay. Yes, it's oh, from December. last year. Of 2019. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it was live. That was right before the pandemic. Right. Now, mm-hmm. So when was when was the bulk of the recording that you were doing? Uh, I mean, I guess it was over over a long period of time. Like, you went back for pickup sessions and stuff, right? But when did you right. start recording? So they booked me in 2017. Oh, and wow. they said she's going to work through 2018. Wow. And I had 20 sessions booked. From, you know, like your face thing and I mean, the whole process, right? You know, getting photographed and all of that. And I got done in, I think it was February of 2020. Nice. Wow. Wow. That's really really close to release then, too. Yeah. 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 They'll keep on going like pretty close till the release. It's like pencils down. Yeah, it's like <laughs> college. Yeah, exactly. in your essay. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so, then did, and you were also doing. Were you also doing motion cap as well, or or? I was supposed to do mocap, but I guess they decided that my character sat around a lot, and so oh. I ended so, up not having to do it. Really? They because I saw like in your article you had like the um, the the face mask template for the dots. Yeah. And so they mm-hmm. did that for you, but they never really used it. Right. Oh, right. got it. Got mm. it. I mean, they yeah. clearly used it to create the the model, though. I mean, the, the mm. scan is because I'm right. Like, right. So clearly your face, it's which is you. yeah. Right. They, yeah. The thing to see you. they gave me more hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they were like, no problem. <laughs> that sounds so, uh, really exciting. Let, let me ask what like the process was. Was it um, so? Were you mainly in the booth and they had a camera at your face, or um... yeah, you wear that helmet. You've probably all seen it. I mean, first mm-hmm. you have the beanie on with the two microphones, the lobs right here, and then right. you, there's a beanie, and then and then you put the helmet on, and then the helmet it looks like a football helmet. So right. you've got this bar, and the camera is like right here. And they have to adjust it so your eyes are in the same place they were last time, right. you know. Mm. So it all has to. And then you're acting like like if I'm if I'm here, like the camera is here, and I'm talking to Jin. Jin might be there. You know right. what I mean? You see the difference of me looking. Um, so he's across the room, and then we have the monitor with the lines. And they said, try to memorize the lines, the scenes as much as you can, because we don't want you to, you know, just keep going back and forth mm-hmm. to look at the lines. Yeah. But they often don't give you the lines until the night before, and sometimes yes. not until you get there. Yes, that's um, crazy. So, How are you supposed to memorize have, them? And 10 well, pages of as, lines sometimes. As best so. as you can. Yeah, like one day I had nine scenes right. to oh, memorize yeah. and that they gave me at 10 o'clock at night, probably mm-hmm. when they had pencils down, you know. And then the next day I went in and, and recorded those as best I could. But, you know, it's like it's like working on camera after you've rehearsed a couple of times. You sort of get everything 
in sync, like the action that you're supposed to do, where you're right. supposed to look, all the direction that you're given. So yeah. hopefully by then you're you know, pretty close. And then sometimes they change the lines too. Now you've you've done uh, other other video games before this, right? I mean, would you say that when you received the script for this or elements of the script for this, did you notice the difference? Like, did you did you like see that this was going to be monumentally more or? Well, I knew when they booked me because it was twenty days versus, yeah. you know, like that's cool that video. they gave you a number of days. Yeah, while you were working. Yeah, they had to that had to be in your contract, like how gotcha. many oh. how many days you were booked for, so that you would stay available. You know, right. what I mean? oh, that, that makes so sense. it was yeah. always a priority. Yeah, you can't say nah, not so much. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask a spoilery question? Am I allowed? No. Sure, dance okay. around it. Let's do it. <laughs> dance around it. Uh, I'm not sure how to dance around it. I guess you can um, think, think hard. Well, I mean, you're... okay. So, that, so for everyone watching or listening, there's Just about to be a spoiler. Cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Skip ahead ears. by about three minutes, let's say, or <laughs> it ends up being the whole check your email. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna outline the entire plot. Of yeah, Ghost the entire right plot. Now. Go ahead. Yeah. When and if Dracula comes back, <laughs> <from> <laughs> the dead. That's if. an inside uh, joke. That's an inside yeah. joke. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Karen, you play Yuriko, who is the um, well, she is a very important person inside the Shimura house, right? Um, yes. So, but during the course of Ghost of Tsushima, she's actually suffering from a psychological and physical affliction, right? Um, so, how did you, how did you like parse out the different stages of that so that you could eventually get to her conclusion? It's written in the in the dialogue. I mean, the script is written so well, mm -hmm. so that it progresses, and then you pick up little clues. You know, because mm -hmm. there are moments when she's saying something to Jin and then his response, mm -hmm. you know, so it happens in increments and it was never too much. Mm -hmm. And it was, wasn't was in every scene. It's not like you're watching her decay through right. the whole thing, but just right. periodically it would mm -hmm. be dropped in and you're like, wait, what? What was that? You know, yeah. Was that something or was that like yeah. a momentary thing? Just like anybody mm -hmm. would have, like if you suddenly forget something, it's mm -hmm. like, oh no, I'm sorry, that's not your name or whatever. We all do it, right? right. And so right. it was written so beautifully that it would just drop in and you go, wait, what? And even when I was watching some of the walkthroughs, mm -hmm. even some of the gamers like, wait, what, did she just call him? You know, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and then the, the plot moves on, right? And so right. it's planted, but then you move ahead Mm -hmm. And then it's it's so cumulative, but it's so beautifully parsed out right. that it was easy for me to act because in that moment, yeah, you could have just forgotten or sometimes like a lot of parents think that they'll call you by your mom's name right. because it's like, I'm oh, sorry, you look so much like your mother or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. That it happens. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have any kind of illness or psychological disorder. It's just decaying brain cells. <laughs> right, right. The the beauty Absolutely. too of like Ghost of Tsushima as a game is that every every segment is almost like a Kurosawa movie, right? It's like a different yes. chapter. So even like featured characters such as the, the character that you played get a featured story with different episodic 
um, storylines, right? So yes. if you choose to engage with these different storylines mid-game, then you get to see the the trajectory of a character unfold, and you learn about their past and right. what they can do to help Jin now, right? So when I was playing it, I actually didn't quite make a mistake, but I, I found it a little bit humorous that like I started a chapter of yours, of Yuriko's, and then started the next one right away. And I felt that perhaps like the two chapters had an implied time difference between the two, because I could see that the, the place where you were at in the latter chapter was already like further removed from the state that you were in from the previous chapter. So like, you know, for me playing it back to back and seeing your character make that transformation, it really like ironed in for me, like, oh, time has passed. Like we're seeing more of this now. Yeah. yeah. It was really yeah. beautifully done. And I know you had it, written something about it too. Yeah, and also I want to say about Kurosawa, mm -hmm. and, and I think that some of the people playing this game are going to be familiar with Kurosawa, um, and others are not. Others are going to discover his work. But the beautiful thing about Kurosawa's films um, is, is that the townspeople, mm -hmm. some of whom have no names, mm -hmm. are the Greek chorus. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like the townspeople. Yeah. It's like the ladies who are washing the clothes at yeah. the well and mm -hmm. somebody walks by. They know the story of that guy who just walked by. Yep. Yeah. And that's Seven what's samurai. so Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so so beautiful. I mean his his townspeople. And in Seven Samurai, there is there is a joke. There is a visual joke. And I've seen it twenty times. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good film. It's so good. Wait, which and, yeah. joke? So there's a visual joke. So you know when um, when the farmers go into town to look for samurai to come and protect them mm -hmm. from the bandits coming back, right? So finally they get all of them back and um, and the guy stands at the precipice and he goes, oi! <laughs> and then way in the distance you hear, oi! And then you can barely see them unless it's on a 70 millimeter screen. Wow. All of a sudden, you see everyone disperse. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, shouldn't they be greeting them, gathering mm -hmm. to greet them? They all run. And then if you remember later on, even if you miss that part, there's another scene now where one of the farmers is chasing after his daughter mm -hmm. with a knife to cut her hair. I don't know if you remember that scene. She's washing her hair and she feels his presence. She turns around and she sees this look on his face like he's about to pounce on her. And then she sees the knife in his hand and then she goes running. He goes running after her. And that is linked to the townspeople running away because now these samurai were coming into the their sacred farmland and right. the farmers were afraid for their d wives and daughters. Mm. Mm. Is that why but, he was trying to cut his daughter's hair? Yes. To make her look like a boy. That's, uh, that's, oh, that's pretty awesome. so deep. I know, that's yeah. so deep. It's like when you awesome. analyze paintings, like in a museum, yes. and you look at the little people, like, hey, something's going on over there, but you have to look exactly. really closely. What's this? Yeah. I only yeah. saw the awesome. ending of Samus Samara. It got spoiled for me. Somehow I only saw the ending, so I didn't see all that uh, other stuff happening. Oh. I got to watch the whole thing. It's it's so long it sounds great. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, you've actually been doing a bit of a research on on uh, Kurosawa and Toshiro Mifune, right? Because you're you've also been developing a play. I remember. 
Yes, I wrote a play probably about four or five years ago called uh, about Kurosawa, and the whole play takes place in hell, Japanese yes. hell. Oh my gosh, because, amazing! This is my jam already. He had. <laughs> At the age of 61, he was known for black and white, beautiful black and white films yeah. that the uh -huh. world over admired. Mm. And then he made Dodeska Den, which is his first color picture. Oh, and the world just ignored him and he couldn't get funding for his next pictures. And he got really depressed, so he attempted suicide. Mm. Yeah. And my play is about the 11 seconds that he was <gasps> dead. Nice. Where can I read oh slash watch this play? <laughs> wow. It's gonna um, the blank theater. Okay. The blank theater is doing a workshop of it in uh, uh, early 2021. Okay. We did one at Playwrights Arena actually, right. and okay. um, Francois Chow, who was also hey, in those <laughs> he played Kurosawa. Oh, oh no! He didn't mention yes, that. It's all connected. It's all connected. We're all connected. So, Karen, right. we've had Dice. We have we have had Dicey on the show, and then we just had Francois. Pass. Oh, you did. So you yeah, are, so we had, yeah. yeah, you are. We are completing the. You're collection. not our only celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the glue. <laughs> no. Yeah. We that's, that's are the glue. Yes, but Mike Hagiwara played uh, Mifune. In the in my play, oh, nice. oh, nice. we haven't had him yet, but so all these, when, uh, all these East West players uh, connections. Yes, exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. So we're looking at that maybe in 2021. You said at the beginning of 2021, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have the workshop of it at the Blind mm -hmm. Theater. Nice, very nice. cool. How exciting! Yeah, so yeah we do have a few. Sorry, we we do have a few um, questions, questions from the chat. Sure. Um, uh, well, first of all, Vic Chi says, "I love Karen." Someone tell her I love her. <laughs> says, I love Karen. Karen, all caps. Karen. All caps. Someone, Someone tell, her, tell I her I love her. her. Exclamation point. We yes. love Vic Chi. <laughs> uh, he had quick. me on their show, too. Oh, yeah. They, oh, you nice. were on the Everything show, huh? Yes. That's, nice, yes. nice. Two hours. Uh, or the Everything Talk Show, I should say. Sorry. I the Everything Talk Show. Um, uh, uh, quick Synth says, I wonder what the feeling was like when Karen first saw her 3D character model with her voice. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, what was that like? It was it was unreal. Mm. Like I think it was in December before the release of the before they dropped the trailer. So one of the producers said, "Karen, let me show you something." And he opened his laptop and he showed me a scene. You know, one of the scenes I had with Dice, right. and I just went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> them all along i said so is the character gonna look like me or right. are you gonna and he goes oh no it's gonna look like you and i'm like so what is that and they were like you'll see you'll see so that was the reveal <laughs> and it was it's you know, so exciting. It's sort of unreal <laughs> i mean it's almost like seeing yourself the way somebody else sees you sees you mm -hmm. right you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's I so use the reface app oh. for that. So <laughs> reface. <good. laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh reface AI technology. <laughs> that's um, great. Another um, question oh, yeah, in ahead, chat yep. is uh, from Infernal, basically asking, uh, did Daisuke know about uh, what your character was going through while he was doing those scenes with you, or did he find out at the time Later. of shooting? I'm going to guess that he knew more than I did because he worked oh. like mm. all the way through. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm guessing, whereas with some of us, we just drop in to do the scenes with him. We don't necessarily know what else is going on with other people. But he sort of has to know because he's carrying the game. Mm -hmm. And he carried it beautifully. Oh, yeah. I wish I could say absolutely, but like I haven't played it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I I just started last Oh, cool. You should stream it, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stream it. I know it's Dice is like a pretty big following like for on Twitch He's right now. He's blown up. Yeah. The guy he has blown was. up. And he played on his birthday on Twitch. I watched right. some of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was hilarious great. last night because I was making Dice because I'd never played a video game before or handled the controller. <laughs> oh, no way. So my neighbor let me borrow his and he set it up and then he wanted to get me going. And then he said, okay, move forward. And he's very calm. And I'm making dice like just jump and twirl and walk into the mountain. And he goes, No, no, forward, forward. And I said, Well, I don't want to know which way. And he goes, Left, the left one, the left one. No, move it to the right. Which way is forward? Yeah. And then he said, Why are you making him jump? He's not. (laughs) There's no danger here. Whatever. He goes, No. He goes, No. Don't kill that guy. That's one of your guys. He's wearing red. And I'm like, "Ah." I feel you, Karen. I feel you. It was so scary. And I said, Maybe you should take it home and play it. And he goes, No, no, no. You should just allow yourself to make some mistakes. You'll do fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's fantastic. I hope you get to see all of your storyline play out because it's really, well, really lovely. I, I'm going to have to stay with it because mine is towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I can't sort of just like jump to the end. That's going to be such a treat, though, when you get to yeah. it. Yeah. You, but I've seen your own prize. Yes. My, um, I mean, it's just been such a joy. It, it, fascinating discovering this whole subculture like at first i couldn't i mean they sent me cut cut scenes but then later somebody told me about walkthroughs and so i went on youtube and i was watching gamers play and i thought why would anybody want to watch a gamer play the game why wouldn't (laughs) they just play the game and then i would look down and the guy had like eighty-one thousand views or whatever and i'm like what I don't, and then I started watching and really enjoying the personalities of these different gamers. And there was right. this one, her name is Allie B. Mack. And in fact, I messaged her because out of all the ones, oh, I'm cool. just- like, it's me. I no, I just adored her because she was watching, she was calling me Momo because I reminded her of her grandmother. Oh. And yeah, and then she was just crying. And then she was like, guys, I have to take a break. And then all of a sudden it said intermission. Yeah. And so I I messaged her and she said, oh, you you remind me so much of my grandmother. And um, one of the things I'm I'm so touched by is how many gamers have said that my character reminds them of an elderly person, like a grandmother or a mother who had dementia or had Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's and that they cried. And the fact that on Twitter they can be so public about mm-hmm. sharing their emotions to me is just so amazing. And and the fact that Sucker Punch and the writers were able to write in a character with, as Jennifer said, said psychological affliction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, who does that? Affliction. Yeah. So what has I mean, that been like for you? Like, I mean, you know, like this being your your kind of first major kind of leading character role in a video game 
you know, and video video games as still relatively a new medium as in terms of storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah um, absolutely. Versus your film career, versus your theater career. What has it been like kind of being able to connect to this whole new audience in this way? I, I can see how video games are like the feature films of the future. Right. Because it's yeah. so much more interactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people people get to make choices. And I think, you know, I mean, feature films are great because you just sit there and you take in the whole experience. But video games are a completely different thing. And I have a friend, Eddie Frierson, whose son, I'll think of his name in a minute. He's named after Maddie. No, mm-hmm. Maddie or <laughs> he's named after a baseball player. Um um he's in germany and i remember eddie used to tell us oh my son's in germany he hosts video game championships and we're oh, like, uh, games what? Or, or, or. <laughs> what what does he do and he goes well there are these people who play games you know and then they're competing against somebody else playing that same game or whatever and i said that's a thing <laughs> you know, and this is I know, like, right? <laughs> oh my God, what's five years ago. What is that? E-sports. And then now, and then yeah, and then I emailed him and I said, I get it now. I right. get it, and I get yeah. the appeal of the gamers mm-hmm. because of their personalities and because you're watching people interact and emote in real time. You're mm-hmm. getting to know what they think, right. what they feel, mm-hmm. because they're focusing yeah. on playing the game. So they may not be as guarded as as we are socially. Right. You know, we're going to protect what we're going to say, what we're going <laughs> to say, it, how we're going to say it. But if they're playing a game, all of a sudden they're saying these things because their mind is preoccupied. And I can see how that is so much more relatable and genuine. Mm-hmm. And this whole subculture is just fascinating to me. <laughs> it's awesome to me that you're uh, like um, embracing this, like the subculture, because like I know a lot of people like my age and above have like uh, are completely like they they don't look at it as something that's real, but like uh, uh, it's 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 so cool that you're embracing it, and then you're seeing it for like the uh, the merits that it has. It's that's pretty awesome. Well, I think that if you are an artist, mm-hmm. then it's it's about all of it. It's not just right. about your little corner of it. And there are musicians who are inspired by paintings, right. you know, and then, they, you know, there are sculptors who are inspired by film performances, you know, yeah. and so all of the different arts inform each other. And I don't think that, that we can afford to say, yeah, no, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to look at that. That's I don't know right. what that's about. But right. it's a curiosity, right? When you see something, it's like, what is that? I've never seen mm. anything like that before. <laughs> and now, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is a gorgeous game. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It it's just beautiful. There's actually like there's like a photo mode in like PS4 where you can people yeah. can take pictures of like yes. what they're seeing, and they're right. just they're just posting it like on Twitter everywhere, and it's just like. I haven't played it either, and it's just amazing. Like, it just looks so, so beautiful. So good. Yeah. 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 There was something I talked about in my article, if you don't mind, I'll just briefly talk about and For cultural sure. appropriation Please. and whatever. Please. And <laughs> cultural Do. appropriation. I mean, I I talked about it in terms of Ghosts of Tsushima because it was, it was created by Americans, inspired mm-hmm. by Kurosawa. Right. 
And then even the Japanese, I mean, it sold out in Japan, I think the first weekend Mm. and they embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, I I wish we had made it. (laughs) (laughs) We did. It's a based JRPG. Yeah, right. It's it's, it's an American uh, American dev company. So, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, too, is is that it was it was designed for american actors to play mm. and actually the japanese are dubbing us in japanese right. you know so there's so much cultural exchange yeah. in all of this and even with kurosawa kurosawa made seven samurai because he was inspired by john ford movies mm, right. right by west american westerns and mm. then later with the spaghetti westerns made in mm-hmm. italy also in, you know then inspired by american Westerns like Peck and Paw movies that were based on Kurosawa <laughs> movies that were originally yeah. based on Everyone's John Ford. just remixing from each other and yeah. stealing. Derivative. And then, Everything is derivative of something. Yeah. Well, and then going back to what Earl was talking about, embracing, because if you're an artist to, you know, or if you're a human being to open up things in the world, I, I noticed with my parents when I was growing up that my parents were raised with certain ideologies. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and so when something in the world didn't fit their definition, they would just like look over here <laughs> and, and exclude <laughs> that so thing that Asian did not habit. fit. Yeah. Did not fit I'm just going to ignore this whole thing because it doesn't right. it doesn't so fit with I my perspective. My paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just ignore that tunnel. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. And I decided I that's not how I wanted to live my life. If something did Amen. not fit my definition, I would sniff it out you know and then open up my definition to include that thing because i don't know everything i mean i'm not you know i'm just a little ant on the (laughs) on this this little little horizon and so so i think that that's important and and i think that as an artist you know we just can't afford and that's why when we see performances if we just there was somebody who said this to me once. If we just keep watching movies and TV shows, we're just going to repeat the performances of actors. Right. What right. we really need to watch are people mm-hmm. to yeah. have genuine performances. Right. You know? Absolutely. So sometimes when we're seeing something, we're so drawn to it because we hadn't seen that before. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just genuine. It's in the moment. It's spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it is. It may be a tiny moment, but all of a sudden it's like, wow, look at that. I mean, YouTube videos, right? Mm-hmm. All yeah. of a sudden we're watching cats do things we never thought cats do or <laughs> sit in the way that cats don't sit. They sit like humans. We had no yeah. idea. Yeah. You know, I'll say, you know, I mean, so I, I will say that uh, I've had the pleasure of being in, in Karen's um, voice acting class for the last, mm-hmm. uh, last seven wow. years. Um, and, you know, something that uh, uh, I really loved about being in that class was kind of getting some of your perspective and a lot of like kind of your personal philosophy that, you know, you're talking about right now is right. what was very striking for me of how much freedom you've you've you have willed yourself to have <laughs> in your in your voice acting class or in your vo- voice acting career. Um, um, all the, you know, the, the kind of diverse range of characters um, that you have kind of been able to spread your wings into. And I'm just wondering if you, maybe you can talk a little bit about, about some of that, like just kind of, um, you know, I mean, 
you know, uh, 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 some of us have, have recognized your voice in, in, in Star Wars a little bit. Um, I know you've done um, some other games, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to just kind of share some of that with, with this, this crowd as well. Yeah, um, you, you, can't, you can't assume that people are gonna invite you in to do anything. You know, you, you have to kind of take ownership of that. And I think in the class I talked about, you know, like when we were looping a show, filling in the 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 soundscape, the human soundscape of a TV right. show. And uh, so we would go in and they would say, okay, Chinese up. And we would get up and we would speak <laughs> Chinese for Chinatown or whatever. And then they would say, okay, Americans up. And then everybody else in the room got up and, you know, did the regular stuff. And then one day I was feeling a little pissy and I just decided, damn it, <laughs> I'm an American. So the next time they said Americans nice. up, I got up. And I stood oh. at the mic, and I could feel the eyes what like pouring into my head. You but American? I, never. You're a badass. <laughs> I would not make eye contact with them. I just stood there, and then the beeps went off, and I did the cue, and I right. sat down, just satisfied. I stood up for myself. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the coordinator said, "Hey, listen, Karen, if you can get good at this and this and this and this, I can use you more." And I said, right. "Great." So then my Chinese friends said, "What? What are you doing?" Right now we have it easy. We do our two scenes and then we go to lunch. And I said, yeah, but if you can't do this, if you if you don't show that you can do it, they're not gonna cast you. And then one, one guy said, well, they're not gonna cast you anyway. They're gonna cast white people. And I said, yeah, you're right. They are gonna cast white people. But when those white people are too busy, <laughs> or sick. Yeah. Like they call Karen. Nice. So they nice, did. Nice, and now nice. they say to me, well, you work more than anybody else. And I said, I said, yeah, because you guys are lazy. I'm not more talented. <laughs> you guys suck. You, you guys are lazy. <laughs> you had the opportunity uh, and you didn't. They did. Yeah. You're but so they just cool. wanted to do their two scenes and leave. And then there was another film. I don't know if this is what Andy is alluding to, but like I went to, you know, HB studio to study theater mm. for four years. My teacher had to kick me out because she said, you're not here to be a professional student. Get out and work. Oh, so I was like, right, right. wow. That's a nice, I just, that's a nice reason to be yeah. kicked out. Right. I was there for four years and I just really, I want to be kicked out because I'm too good. Yeah. <laughs> no, be working. Was, it was yeah. supposed to be a professional school not yeah. a professional yeah. student school but yeah. yeah i mean we took dialect classes and so we learned the you know the irish brogue and the boston and philly and all out you know new, new york accent and right. yeah. i was working on a feature film called um seraphim falls and it was about the irish settlers Mm-hmm. in america mm-hmm. in the late 1800s or whatever and they said oh you know we really need some brogue here Right. And everybody else just kind of like meandered back to their seats. Like, oh, shit, I don't have that. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And then it was just me and a Jewish and a, a, another actor who's Jewish. We were the only right. ones in the room who could do an Irish brogue. So then we ended up doing that. But you have to be prepared because you never know when the opportunity is going to come up. <laughs> right? Can you demo an Irish Please. An Irish brogue. Well, Lassie, Lassie, you shouldn't have come in here. Haven't I told you? That isn't the way to do it. Carry uh. the bucket like this. You know. So right. you, you have to. And believe me, in this industry, and you all know as performers, you're often called upon to do like the weirdest thing. <laughs> right. so you can't wait until you're called upon to do something 
and, and before then you do it. There are those of us who say we can do an accent, and then when it's time for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote on my resume that I could do Irish, and then I was in a play audition, and the director was like, wow, you can do Irish? Okay, <laughs> can you pretend you're a fairy and do it in an Irish accent? Oh and it was God. disaster. But oh. I'm glad you can do it, Karen. <laughs> Represent the brogue. I feel, <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> super attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Technically studied in university, but didn't do anything. Yeah. But like at the class that Andy took, like I told them, you know, if you feel like it, just speak to me in a different voice, in a different accent. That's so cool. Just randomly, just do it because you don't want the audition to be the first time that sound comes out of your mouth. Oh, it's shocking mm, yeah. when it comes out it of your is. mouth. It yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it shocks you first yeah. and most of all. Which is yeah. really bad. <laughs> I need to take your class, Karen. But you do. Um, it's really fun, right, Andy? Well, and it's coming up too, right? Oh. Wait, yes. really? Yes. When? Soon. It's soon. I think September. September. Yeah. Oh, let, so really soon. So we actually have two classes. One is a, a more advanced class, which is a practicum voiceover lab, and mm. that is starting on September twentieth. Oh. Uh, and that will run for six weeks, and then we also have the main class, which is the, the voice of your own sound, an overview of the basics of voiceover. And that will begin on September 19th. And that will also run for six weeks. That's and so those cool. The voice of your sound. Available and may I say we had... Uh, oh, go ahead, Andy. At oh, East West and West available at the East West Players website. <laughs> Get that in. Find it on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> East West Players. EWP.org. I know. Thank you, Andy. in the class without saying where, where? it was going to be. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much, Andy. But I just wanted to quickly say also that um, there were so many people who signed up. We had 30 students. So I mm -hmm. said to I said to Jade, you know, I don't want 30 people in one class. Let's open up a second section if mm. there's enough for a second right. section. Yeah. So I had two different sections. But I want to say that one of the actors booked a job. Nice. Wow. And actually, Andy may or may not know this. Kennedy emailed me. Kabasaris? You know, he, he took, yeah, Kabasaris. He emailed awesome. me because he, he took the class and he was interested in audiobooks. He told me that since we ended our class, he's been auditioning on ACX. And just the other day, he emailed ACX. me and he said, Karen, I booked not one book, but two books no by the way. same author. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's awesome. Amazing. And I'm so pleased. So, so pleased. Oh, yes. good to hear. Very great. So, people are getting out great there. Great guy. Yeah. 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 And he's really good at, at uh, yeah. audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, going back to what you were saying about uh, diligence and perseverance as an actor and being there for when the opportunities are. Uh, have arrived um you've been in so many geek franchises i mean like for us like a geek podcast we're just like elated that you've been in like solo fallen order force awakens last jedi rogue one like what is this all about deadpool incredibles tool like and i i'm seeing on your imdb that you have like you know additional voices additional voices what exactly does that mean for like uh you know a motion picture like that like what what kind of work are you doing on those sets so on the last, I did the last five Star Wars and I did what's called looping. And looping mm -hmm. is when you create that human soundscape because when the they're wall. recording, yeah, when they're recording, they only mic the principal actors and then all of the background performers are miming their conversations. 
So you have to go, you know, then they hire us, they cast us, and then we go in and we fill in the voices for all those background people. And sometimes we have to read lips. We have to try to figure out what's being said. Like I did this movie called um, The Doctor, I think it was, and it was about cancer and dying. And the two principals were talking very quietly about life and dying. And then there was a Chinese lady standing in the hallway. And then they said, Karen, and I said, yeah, I saw her. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, yeah. (laughs) Exactly, I'm the only Asian in the room. (laughs) Well, I guess I won't mind. (laughs) So they said, yeah, so they said, "Uh, do you want to see it? And I said, no, 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 I'll chase it. And chase it means they're playing while they're recording. And so, you know, they're on the principles, right? And periodically they're cutting to the lady in the hallway but I don't know when they're cutting because I didn't, I didn't read the script. So I just have to watch because I know that she's going to be in, you know, around, around the, a third of the frame down and just to the left or whatever. So I have my eyes fixed on that spot and I'm listening to the scene. And every time they cut to her, depending on whether her mouth is opened or closed, I had to fill her mouth in Chinese. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. That's wow. like holy, but for voiceover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so reading those lip flaps. And then I don't know if this is a geek thing, probably not. But um, um, oh my gosh, what um, was that torture movie? I keep forgetting the name of it. The Saw torture movie. movie. No, the torture movie about the kids going off to school in Europe and then they get. Oh, I anyway, know. there's there's a, tor- there's a <laughs> torture. Sound movie. Like, that does sound like torture. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Torture movie? Like, wait, going off to school in Europe. Europe. I would yeah. love to go to no, school. Plus, it's Hogwarts. I know. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Harry Potter? Hostel? Hostel? I know, it's Harry Potter. I want to go to Durmstrang. Okay, Thank you, Infernal. Very good, Jenna. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Hostel and Hostel 2, I worked on, and I can't remember which one. There was a Japanese tourist, spoiler alert. Um, and they said, you know, we're going to have you do this woman, um, you know, student or whatever. Do you, do you want to see it first? And I said, no, let's just, I'll just chase it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, okay. <laughs> and so I'm watching, you know, I'm following this girl. When she breathes, I breathe. When she says something, I say something or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden she's caught, strapped down, whatever. And she has her <laughs> oh, mouth. Geez. Like, I think she was gagged or whatever. And no, she was asphyxiated, asphyxiated. Mm -hmm. So the screams, right? And then till her eyeballs fell out. What? Of course. Hostile. Yeah. Yeah. So I I chased it. I mean, I don't know how long that scene was. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is torture. That is torture. That's that's definitely not Harry Potter. It's it's torture. That's not Harry Potter. It's torture. Absolutely. So, it was uh, so scary to me that when I was watching it and I saw what it was, because I don't like horror things, I said to one of my fellow actors who was watching the screen, I said, I, I said, Dave, I'm, I'm going to look at you and you tell me what you see, because I can't bear to look at the screen. <laughs> so he was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what, what, what? And he was like, oh, they, oh, no. And I was like, oh. Finally, I just had to turn around and see, and I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, like, I mean, do you just kind of like, is that like the last thing you do in the session? Or like, what do you do to like preserve your voice when you have like efforts of that kind of level? <laughs> yeah, when we did Abominable, and that's thanks to Andy recommending a lot of us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I guess they had not 
worked with us before. So at the very top, like in whatever it was, 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever, they wanted to do these screaming things. And I went over and I said, you know, do you, some of these people are not that adept at screaming. So can we save that to the end of the day so that we don't burn out people's voices? And she was like, Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure, sure. But I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize you had real people doing yeah. these what? voices. How dare you? <laughs> no. I did this movie called, I think right. it was Dark Man. Did oh, that have like an amusement park in it? Yeah, I remember man. Dark Man. Yeah. What a great was, name. Did that have Dark an Man Park? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like Liam Neeson's like first major film. There you go, Liam yes. Neeson. Yeah, so that was a while ago. The Dark Eleven man. o'clock that was like in the morning. Nineties. Yeah. Yeah, we had to do all the people screaming on the Ferris wheel because they were stuck up there. Oh my God. Right. So great. We were like, can we wait until they said, no, we need to get it done? Because the rest of the movie is screaming as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Can I ask, so, yeah. do, uh, do you have a favorite role that you've done out of all the many voice acting roles that you've done or just acting in general? What is there one particular character or role that is close to your heart? Or it's just too Yuriko hard to Yuriko is definitely, definitely up there. I was going to say, really, yeah. That I really enjoyed. Seems like a dream role, role, really. Yeah. Yeah. But there are also roles I've done on stage at East West Players that I really love doing also. <laughs> There's East West again. Plug yes. that. Plug, okay. plug, East plug, plug. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Karen, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it has you. been a- an amazing like uh, conversation with you. Um, I do. W- I would like you to plug your uh, <laughs> the, the voice class one more time before uh, oh. we, we bid you a good night. Do you still have ro- uh, uh, available Space. spots or? I, I believe so. I haven't checked it. So um, the voice of your own sound is a general voiceover class. However, I have you leaning forward because I take you t- through 12 genres of voiceover. Oh. So it's like animation, video games, commercials, um, audio books, e-learning. So every every week, basically, we cover two. I mean, we, right. we can't cover them in you know extensively because we only have three hours and that's why i give you links to read Mm -hmm. on your own and because i take it off of whoever's participating some people are interested in video games other people in animation or whatever so i tailor it to that Mm -hmm. so that by the end of it and and also i take you through how to set up your home studio and Mm -hmm. also how to prepare to make a demo not because i think Uh, you know, I don't want anybody to think you can take a six-week class and make a demo and get an agent. But I take you through the process. <laughs> right. Darn. I take you through the process so that you'll understand what is involved. And the, the thing is, a lot of, like, uh, schools will do that. And, like, they'll they'll charge you a lot of money for to, to do something like a demo. And they're really, they're kind of just stealing people's money. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, you can record it on your own, but right. I won't. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's, that's, that's so great of you. Yeah, and then that's, so that's one class. It's a lot, and we have like practical exercises. We loop rear window in my class. We do a lot of fun exercises. And then the other class is a practicum because you can't just learn what you learn and then not practice at it. So every week we'll do like animation or video games, audio books or whatever. So it's just reading. It's it's cold reading or whatever you've prepared. And And I'm gonna say, I'm looking forward to that one too, because I really do, uh, a lot of us who are in the class, I mean, just honestly working with you and kind of getting your notes, so, you know, and, and just kind of um, 
you know, it's like you think about voice acting uh, and you think, oh, okay, that's easy. I just have to talk to the mic. And then you, you're there with the copy. There's so much and, more. Um, and then, it. you know, Karen was wonderful about kind of giving notes about what where you need to be technical and where you need to be more performance focused, uh, which mm. was, was such a great kind of uh, uh, thing to kind of get the crash course coming into it. So. Uh, I'm Thank going you. to link this, uh, this in the chat for everybody. So, uh, everybody take a look at that. That is, uh, where the course is for, um, uh, what we've been talking about. Um, there you go. I always forget it, that yeah. part. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Karen, so much for the talk. Thank uh, you so, so much. Really cool. It's so great chatting with you guys. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hopefully we'll have you again, or maybe you'll stream Ghost and we'll, we can all watch that. <laughs> How are you going to watch it? <laughs> Since you're such How a video game nerd now. <laughs> I know. The tables have turned. They, they, are, they are releasing a co-op mode in like right. probably oh. like a month or so. So you can actually play together. Right now it's just solo, but yeah. Wow. That would be interesting, yeah. So if you want to like stream on Pinky Gree or whatever, otherwise <laughs> you're playing, let us know. Play so, yeah, oh, yeah, Jen yeah. plays yeah. it. Yeah. Play with Jen. You can touch you up here, yeah, yeah, if you so. want to. Thank you, thank you. That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> and I will also mention that uh, on the 16th, um, Karen will be uh, on the East-West Players, East-West Wednesdays with some of the other, with Francois and with uh, Dice mm -hmm. and, and uh, Theodore and a couple other folks too. Laura yeah, Tom. we haven't had Fio on. We need to have Fio on. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Ghost of Tsushima. There's also yeah. Lauren Tom, who Lauren plays Tom. Masako. Oh, we just yeah. need to have the whole yeah. cast on here. Right. Collect <laughs> them like figurines or something. Like, <laughs> Funko Pops. Like Funko Pops. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you again. Thank um, you. Uh, we will see you soon. And... Um, uh, thanks, thank everybody. Stick around. <laughs> thank you. I will. We'll be here in the background. But okay. We are... Going to move on to our next section. Um, we're going to be talking about some other things, including ner nerd news, first of all. So uh, a lot of things are going on, despite the, fa uh, the fact that the pandemic is uh, still raging. Um, Batman, the Batman, uh, that we also the saw that cool trailer for. Unfortunately, we found the news that uh, Robert Pattinson has contracted COVID and... Uh, Production has halted after just, two days, no less. Right. Yeah. You mean the, they had started production for two days and mm -hmm. oh, like restarted production for two days and then <gasps> yeah, fire that COVID compliance officer! How dare you I get know. the star sick? Well, I mean, and this is going to bring this is going to have repercussions, honestly, on the whole industry, right? Because yeah. that's, the, that's the hard thing about this is yeah, that if Batman right. can fall ill, so can the rest of us. And and also, it's going to be every single person every makeup artist, every costumer, every stunt person, every person in the scene with him, the director, are all going to be in, in lockdown for like at least two weeks now, right? Um, yep. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fun times we're living in. That's right so now. crazy. <sighs> I, I, I feel more like... More delays, most right. likely. <laughs> more days. That, and I mean, like, The Rock. Uh, I don't know if he had anything in production, but, like, The Rock and his he entire and his family. family. Yeah. Right? And also contracted right. COVID. Um, I I don't know. I There's this feeling... I feel like um, it's... it's 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 like it's it's like Icarus, right? You flew too high too fast, and mm. um, we're trying to trying to get something done when uh, it's not all the way safe. That was pretty nerdy how you brought that in there. <laughs> oh, like we're on a nerd like, podcast it's or like something. Mythological, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I those, know. Those, this pandemic Very nerdy. is on a mythic scale. Mythic scale. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what is wrong with my life? But yeah. I, 
I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, we we need a few more months I, before I'm going to feel safe, like on set. Um, I, I had an audition a few weeks ago, and it was in person. Oh, really? And yeah. And I, I initially said I was going to do it. Then I called my agent, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> really? Because of because of the the yeah, the, just being packed in like a small audition space with like so uh, many other people. Yeah, it just yeah, didn't feel yeah. Quite right. Actually, should give you a. Um, I mean, due to the times, they should be able to give you like you know remote auditions. I'm not sure why. For for most of them, this was kind of. Uh, I mean, this was like. Uh, most of my auditions special been, case uh, yeah this is a special mm. case this is like one out of maybe 30 or 40 you know <laughs> yeah. but it still happens um so what else is happening we have um Her news new uh, news, news. Mulan. Mulan. oh my goodness who wants so, to start us has, off has anyone seen it i have so, not you have not no so, so I Is have. Is this you, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, take it to Andy Lowe for the rest of the segment. Lord. All right. I mean, you know, uh, there's there's a part of me that, like, you can see they tried. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's a certain amount of... you. It, it's very clear and obvious that the majority of this creative team were not... Um, no amount, no amount of consultants. Really, it's that and, apparent. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 tricky with China too, because I mean, you know, and I, I can go on for hours about this, but because this uh -huh. has been a thing that I find really interesting is just looking at the difference in uh, story structure in China specifically versus conventional story structure as we know it, being of a Western uh, uh, culture. You're right. reminding me of your PowerPoint presentation already. <laughs> and that's what it is. It is, it is at the core of it, you have indiv individualism, as we uh, know it, which drives the, the, the Joseph Campbell story arc. Yeah, and then you have collectivism, uh, which is, creates a different kind of story structure. There yeah. are similar beats, but mm -hmm. they don't always kind of play out in the same way. And they get interpreted in different ways. A lot of Chinese right. films look like they don't have char character development to Western audiences. Not because they don't, it's just they see it's character development differently. Different, right. <sighs> but then there's like stupid things where like, you know, the Chinese Phoenix is not about rebirth. <laughs> like, I <laughs> you know? don't think that means what you think it means. Uh, right, can you enlighten right. us in, in China? What does the Phoenix represent? Um, Jen, you wanna? You... Um, well, the, the dragon and the Phoenix are kind of seen as like this married mythological um, like you know, duo, two parts of one whole. Two parts of one whole. Okay. okay. So, like, the phoenix in itself does not have the same mythological qualities as, say, we understand it in Western culture. In Western culture, right. the phoenix dies and it's risen. It's, ri again. it's risen from you the know, It's like the yeah. phoenix, okay. like Fox from right. Dumbledore, whatever. Right. But <laughs> That's like what I learned about the phoenix, phoenix. <laughs> yeah. from yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and so, like, versus yeah. Chinese phoenix, which is like, it's like, uh, I think the actual, the, or the Mandarin word is, is Feng Hong, but I'm saying it completely wrong. It's okay, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but which is actually two words, which is like male bird, female bird. So it's actually oh. kind of. So, so Feng Huang oh, okay. is kind of a you know the duality of kind of divine femininity. It, it was also used as a symbol representing the empress, too. Right. Okay, so, so so that still could have been used if they just had some freaking Chinese people to go. Hey, how what did how mean? did how did right. something like that not 
how did that pass? How did that fly? I almost it care. A, it's like they just yeah. don't care. Is what they it don't is, care? or they don't know. I don't think there are any gatekeepers, creatively speaking, right. who are representative on the development panel that could have had the creative input mm -hmm. to like make yeah. that call. Right. Just you know the insight I mean? to, to like look yeah. at it. You know, and in that and you way. know, uh, upon like like reading some articles, it's like it sounds like they they did work extensively with the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. You know, so the Chinese government says you have to have this, and you can see like there's there's like. It's almost clinical in how it checks off certain boxes and things, how it handles story. Uh, but it's ends up being kind of sterile sometimes where it's just like there's no emotional connection. Dots aren't connected. Oh, OK. Here, here was another. Actually, I need to gripe on this pet, pet peeve. Also, right. she is not magic. <laughs> what do you mean? She's not magic. It's true. How the original you? she's uh, energy, right? Or it's like well, a. Sort of. It's, but it's been absolutely mysticized, like, over the yeah. last... In, in you know, the movie, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you cannot turn into a bird because of your chi. You know? <laughs> oh, well, there goes my dream. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> develop like, my chi. I've been working so long. <laughs> so chi, so they um, made it too mystical in a way that it's not actually respectful of the actual traditional Chinese origins to this story. Yeah. It's weird. What else? It's just, what else were you not feeling? I mean, really, a, a lot of it is kind of, uh, you know, how how you kind of emotionally connect to characters. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and I kept trying to figure out, is that because my Western individualist hero's journey aesthetic sensibility? Or right. is that just the filmmaking being... Dude, do, do you guys ever feel that way? You watch a foreign film and you're like, I'm not liking this movie. And then you question, you say, Is this just my Western mind? Am I just racist? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I do it all the time. It's not a good movie. I, I, I do it all the time. Yeah. I do it with American films because, yeah. because there's, you know, I mean, there, uh, there's so much, so much to be said for perspective when yeah, you're looking yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, a story. Yeah. I, I just want to ask that question. I was just thinking about it and i was like reading you know i've been do like recording auditions mm -hmm. during pandemic and uh even it goes the other way because you read like an uh an asian am character or something mm -hmm. in in a script and they're written like white people like the way yeah. they interact yeah. with family the way yeah. like their viewpoints i got it's, criticized for doing that once i wrote a but, script with mm, asian right. characters and i was told this sounds like white people talking why did you right. write this if it was just going to sound like white people talking? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't I know. know. I, I think what do we sound like? Audience. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. But I, it's just something that I don't know. I I, uh, I picked up on. I was like, you know, as somebody of this a certain heritage, I would be like, ah, I don't know if I would ever say this or think this about my parents or this um, this uh, perspective is something I, I've never like. You mean I've you wouldn't call heard. your parents by their first names, Earl? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. There's a lot of that. You know, Why are these Asians wearing around? shoes in the house? Small stuff. Small stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just like this, that stuff, uh, or like what is happening in Mulan, at least what has happened yeah. in Mulan, seems to be an extension of just that. It's just. Mm. Um, it's 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 not necessarily a failure to understand, but it's it's the fact that uh, it's a failure to even recognize that there is a difference. I I will so, say uh, to jump off of that, uh, yeah. I have had like a philosophical gripe with Mulan 
particularly yeah. mm-hmm. for that reason, because right. Asian Americans have an identity that's completely unique from even people from China, like actual right. Chinese Absolutely. people. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are two separate entities. And when you uh, when Western culture conflates them as one and the same, Which a lot of identities get erased, mm-hmm. you know? So like that is another um, hoop to jump through as far as representation goes, because if you don't have actual creatives that hold that duality, you don't actually get to see what Asian Americans are like. Right. All that is to say, you know, um, if you have Disney Plus, I think you can wait till December. It still is an enjoyable mm. movie. You can you can get <laughs> you can turn off parts of your brain. It's pretty. There's some beautiful. I heard it's very pretty. It's I was going to ask Andy, is there anything that you did like? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, there are. I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's it's like there are things that does well, such um, as. Um, well, I mean, like, and how it's shot, the, a lot of the design work is uh-huh. quite lovely. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it really just was, the, just, there's certain elements that are just discordant and didn't quite land for me. And I know a lot of people actually are enjoying the film, and I, and uh-huh. I absolutely respect everyone who is uh, supporting it because of the need to support Asian representation. Um, right. um, uh, I, I also have my misgivings uh, about um, some of the political views. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. You know, so I've I've been very kind of torn. Um, I think a lot of us have been. I was telling Jen yesterday, for those of you who haven't seen the film, or even Andy, when you watched the trailer, did you get this feeling of, why is this so serious? I don't know if I I should be taking this seriously or not, because you want to take it like it's a serious, epic, historical Chinese film, but then you remember, wait, it's Disney. So how serious is this going to be really? Was it like really like adult like and serious or you know what I mean? Yes and no. I mean, it, it, that's what I are, mean. There like, are levels where it tries to emulate Chinese wuxia and uh-huh. it fails. I oh, mean, really? I mean, it's so awkward. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> that is going to be bad it's to watch. Awkward. <laughs> I mean, when you have when you have American cinematographers who don't understand how to like story movement. tell it, right? You no, know, that's yeah. A, but, uh, you know, that's I, a thing, man. I I, I I just want to say before we kind of move on to the next topic right. all it did was it made me really really want shang chi to be gosh i hope the best to be the thing, shit right? okay yeah because because yeah. that's and you know those are asian american filmmakers uh uh it's going to be asian american story with chinese characters as well um it has and you know and it has the potential to give a little bit of guan chi to mm-hmm. uh uh mm-hmm. to some asian american filmmakers because that's part of the Americans. problem right is that china is kind of pulling the strings on so many of these projects right. and for them mm-hmm. they want the highest profile filmmakers which are not asian american so right. yep. for me i'm just yep. i want i want you know the guy the the team from from shang chi mm-hmm. you yep. know to get all the guanxi so that we can move forward, move past this. <laughs> Guanxi is Chinese for like relations or like, you know, sociological Past pull. That is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that in English? Well, yeah. yeah. That, I was like, I know that word. There we go. Okay. But, so um, well, moving, on. Moving, on. moving on. That was Andy's TED talk. Moving on. Yes. We got um, this Tuesday is a Star Trek day. Yeah. So, so. The, tomorrow is September 8th. Eighth. Which mm-hmm. back in 1966, Star Trek the original series uh, premiered um, on television, and so they are celebrating uh, that anniversary with an all-day affair of panel discussions, um, as well as uh, marathons of episodes of all eight Star Trek shows. So that will begin uh, starting about noon uh, Eastern time, 
And uh, with the panels going straight through until 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can find that on CBS All Access, or if you don't have All Access, on the Star Trek website. Right. So who here is binging Star Trek? I will also say, sorry, I haven't binged Star Trek at all. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Ever. But I will say that for the new Star Trek Discovery, they've also casted a new non-binary and trans character. Oh, that's right. For the the new season. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and the trans character is, uh, you know, Ian Alexander, who plays Lev in Last of Us 2. Nice. I haven't met him yet, right? He's he's young blood, but he does so so well, and I'm really really excited to see where his character could go. So. I will also say that there have been four episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks, which uh, is <laughs> right. an animated show. Um, actually, another friend of the circle, I think N- N- Nelson Nelson Yusibo. Uh, is that right? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought some of you guys knew uh, Eugene, like, Eugene Cordero. Eugene Cordero. Oh, Eugene Cordero. Is in it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Who yeah, yeah. Is. Eugene, Eugene Cordero is in it. That is a word. Yeah. I recognize it. But I'm not sure what he plays. I think he plays one of the officers. We just know he's So, but it, we he's yeah. he's definitely in it though. And like I don't know how big of a uh, role but hopefully you know we could talk to him in person about it maybe we'll see and there's and i will say it's a really fun show if you are at all a fan of that next generation era of mm-hmm. star trek um actually Which is still my even, favorite even, series even pos there yeah. there are they are packed full of really fun kind of mundane gags mm-hmm. of how these star trek tropes kind of fill out like everyday life for these lower deck characters right um, so i've i've had a blast with that So um, next up, we do have uh, there were some um, Dune images from the new uh, production of Dune, which is uh, it's coming up. They're dropping the trailer on nine nine, which is this Wednesday. And I haven't had a chance to look at these pictures yet, but um, I'm looking them up right now. Are are they awesome? uh, You know, uh, uh, here's here's the thing that really excites me about this movie is the director uh, who directed uh, Villeneuve, yeah, yeah, uh, Blade Runner twenty eight twenty forty nine, yeah, and um, great. I I loved that movie. I I was so perplexed when freaking sexy. Wait, wait, where are they? Are you sure they came out already? The, uh, the new production I, I just looked yeah. them in the yeah. PG chat. I'm looking at them oh, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they came out on the Empire. Yeah, Empire had a really big uh, <gasps> article. It's and they're, Shalamander! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It looks oh it looks freaking amazing. And and, oh and to your point, Andy, like, um, you, you guys at home can't see this, but I have an Arrival poster on my wall. <laughs> so, like, that is a great yeah, movie. It's, it's like literally one of my favorite movies it's in the last movie. like 10 yeah. years. I've probably watched it like 20 times. Easily. Wow. Yeah, so these look freaking great. Yeah, I, and and tw- yeah, oh. and Blade Runner two, you know, twenty forty nine. Like, oh my man, God. Right. Sicar- Sicario is pretty good too. Like Sicario, Sicario is, is a great good. movie. Yeah, 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 I love so. that. But yeah, um, yeah, these look great. I can't wait to see this trailer on Wednesday. Uh, that's gonna be. That's I'm gonna be. So I'm excited. not doing Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya looks Timothy great. Chalamet is making my blood run hot. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hotter than this weather. I um yeah 
I, I'm probably going to do another re-read re, re of Dune, maybe, before this comes out. <laughs> I like how you emphasize, you emphasize a re-read. Thanks. Thanks for calling I'm that out. I'm such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta I got say, I've, my only experience with Dune was the first movie. The, on the, TV? The David Lynch no, no, one? Oh, no, oh the yeah, old one. The, the, oh, the okay. David Lynch, right. I watched um, the James McAvoy ones. I still haven't oh, yeah. seen that. On sci-fi. They're great. That's They're what, yeah, fantastic. I, really? Um, yeah, there was, like a, there was like a really mini, mini series, right? Yeah, really there was like good. a mini series. Yeah, really good. Yeah, the David Lynch one is a trip. You gotta watch it. I have not seen that. You gotta watch it's, it's, it. It's and weird. Sting it's, is in it. Sting's yeah, in it. Sting yeah. is in it. It's Sting is in it. Jean Luc Picard is in it. Patrick yeah. Stewart has hair. Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap is in it. Yeah, it's crazy. Sean Young is, you know. Sean Young. Right, right. She's. Uh, she plays Cheney, yeah. uh, Zendaya is playing her character. Cheney, right? Cheney, yeah. Zendaya is playing her character in the in the yeah. The so, David Lynch film is definitely like a relic of the eighties. It's like it sounds it's, like it's one. All the, I had yeah. to hear it's was a, David Lynch. It's such a trip. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, l let's move into our next section. Um. Geeky Rex to close out what we're doing today. Does anybody has anybody been watching anything? Uh, reading anything that's uh, that you think is cool, worthy to share? Um, so I have two things. One thing is I'm looking forward to uh, part two of DC Fandom, which nice. yeah, I think is coming up in four days. So hopefully they'll Got be it. covering all the, the Berlanti, you know, um, the CW shows a little bit more for that. The other thing is I did a little experiment for myself uh, this this past weekend where I was looking. <clears throat> I, I was I was I've been somewhat uh, frustrated with the new Muppets Now series. On, Muppets uh, Now? On, on, on Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm frustrated with the new Muppets Now. It's, you know, frustrated it's, with the Muppets it's, Now. It's funny, but it's not good in my opinion, and it's just not oh. living up to what I want from Muppets. <laughs> So then, so, so I can buy the Jim so, Henson company. Yeah. So my, so my, uh, my, uh, my, my, my experiment was uh, I went on on HBO uh, Max and right. watched a couple episodes of Up Late, Up Late with Elmo, and that oh. was delightful. Uh, that was kind of a thing where it's delightful. like, you know, this is this is uh, a very good example of variety show talk show with Muppets with oh. a little bit of anarchy. And <laughs> good heartedness, and it was like this was actually quite satisfying. Also, uh, Disney Plus has uh, has released a new project with uh, Brian Henson uh, right. called Earth to Ned, and this is actually fantastic. So this is is it, is it puppets as well? It is puppets, and it is okay. it is uh, basically the setup is it's a late night television show um, hosted by some aliens that were sent to Earth to destroy it. Except the lead commander is so in love with the, with American uh, with human celebrities and, mm -hmm. and stars that he decided and said to start this late night talk show host. <laughs> and so basically, uh, every episode he has a couple of guests. He goes through the whole late night thing. They kind of make fun of late night tropes, and then they end with uh, you know his reports to his commanding admiral about um, you know what he's learned about humanity through his interactions with. TV stars, <laughs> right, right, in the kind of more calling Orkin kind of a way. Uh, it's 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 pretty great. <laughs> That's nice. Great. Does anybody well, else have any geeky Rex? Um. Oh, 
Me and Caitlin's are kind of joined. Can I talk okay. about? Yeah. 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 Okay. So more recently, just yesterday, I uh, I introduced Caitlin to The Last of Us Two, and she was playing oh, for nice. the very <laughs> first time. And uh, wait, have you have you watched uh, the first one already? So the first one, I played well, I the her... beginning of the first okay. one, and then yesterday yeah. Jen told me everything that happens oh, the got in it. the first rundown. one, the whole rundown. The first game. And then. Go on, Jen. Well, tell them your experience. Oh. Like, how was your experience playing the first, uh, the second game? Uh, it's so funny because even though I wasn't there to witness the events of the first game, from the very beginning of the second game, I was already like on the verge of tears. Like I could just feel the story and how far it's progressed and the environment and the beauty of just, just the artistry of what they were able to create in it as if you're like in the fields of Wyoming and there's like mountains and fields and the voice acting and even the mocap acting and the facial expressions and the dialogue and the writing and the music and everything. I, I texted Jen today. I'm like, Jen, I'm serious. I actually want to play this game. Like seriously play it. Like I'm going to come to your house every week. We're going to go through this thing. I know it's on very light right now, but <laughs> Jen, you're, it's a hard game though, isn't it? Even for like a regular player. Even for on light, it's pretty hard, yeah. Okay, so, but I believe so in myself. I, mm -hmm. I put it down after like four hours, I was like, this is a little tense. Intense. Really? So, I was yeah. getting all anxious, I was already having yeah. trouble going through the tutorial part. <laughs> I have hyper That, that tutorial is like, that's heavy. I it was hard, I was getting yeah. really anxious. That's the I entire have, game. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, I, yeah. when I played the, like against the Rat King, who is the, you know, infamous monster, I I almost had a panic attack. Like, and I, was I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it's very yeah. anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So I, I did that. I also, um, since we're talking about Geeky Rex, I'm reading uh, a book called Assassin's Apprentice. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's book mm -hmm. one in the Farseer trilogy right. by Robin Hobb, who is like the female George R. R. Martin. I'm told. So. Um, I'm really enjoying that because I like fantasy. And and then last night I discovered this thing called ASMR ambiance. Um, Jen obviously is a big ASMR artist, but um, I don't know how I never found out about these before. So there are these YouTube videos and all these different channels on YouTube. People create um, like visuals using Photoshop and Final Cut or whatever, and they create ambiance landscapes for example um i was listening to rain falling in a thunderstorm in victorian era london or um like enchanted forest tea party sounds or ancient roman bath sounds it's just like mm -hmm. the type of stuff that you can play and zen out to i use it to fall asleep jen when you when i was at your house yesterday i was falling asleep mm -hmm. to like asmr ambiance <laughs> It was amazing, and I highly recommend it to anyone who has trouble falling asleep because it's just so relaxing. Um, is, was that nerdy? I mean, does anyone sleep anymore? <laughs> no, 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 no. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what sleep is anymore. Actually, I just, um, I just kind of like meditate like an elf. So, so I've been watching more of Korra. Um, uh, Legend of Korra, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm only a few episodes into the first season. Um, I just right. finished the entire uh, Airbender yeah. um, 
you know, saga. So mm -hmm. uh, that's fresh in my mind. I'm going back to back. And right. of course, like, Korra is not as like instantly emotionally accessible as mm -hmm. Airbender was, but um, it certainly does feel more like a teen drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some, right. It, there's I mean, some thing, you know, this this did mm -hmm. come out like like a couple years after that, so it was mm -hmm. kind of growing up with their audience a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I'm actually on season three of my my rewatch right now. So gotcha. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting to see because I. I actually really love the world building of yeah. the ATLA and Korra series because, you know, ATLA was set in um, almost like a more ancient society, right? And right. then Korra is set in like an amalgamation of like the Kind of the steampunk. City. Right, the and this is like is after like, like the Republic has been established. Correct, yes. So like the city itself reminds me of like steampunk of like New York meets Shanghai meets like uh yeah i was gonna say shanghai know, singapore that kind of um yes that classic uh harbor uh, town yeah 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 it's very it's very well done because you see like oh and london i was gonna mm. say london yeah you know because it, it has that like industrial era um feel to it you finally see like the world entering it like technological state you know or enter like an industrial revolution which is very interesting because now with the new era there are the world seems a little bit more complex yeah, yeah. the uh i, I think I, I feel like um I, I actually love some of the arcs they have in the first season but i feel like the it really takes off in the, on the world building the second I'm curious to hear what you have to say as you get there's forward. a lot of world building when you get yeah. to later mm. seasons um, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna withhold my opinion but like uh, okay. I'll keep uh, watching yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely you, you, it's something you gotta watch um, my geeky wreck <clears throat> is uh, I started uh, the, I think it's a German series Dark oh you started yeah. it yeah 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 I've heard good things what is that about so it's basically it's, about dark. Uh, it's it's yes, it's about the darkness. Dark. <laughs> it's about a, uh, a small town. I attack the darkness. It's, it's about, about a, a small man town. Dark. <laughs> it's about yeah, dark. his name is dark. Um, it's about a, a small town in Germany, and uh, there is a uh, a nuclear uh, reactor that kind of is the town's lifeblood, and uh, people, kids, just keep on going. They, they they go missing. Sounds like Tales from the Loop already. Oh, yeah, Tales is. from the Loop. Yeah. I think you, you know, I remember. I think you mentioned it. Oh, point. you guys didn't watch it. I watched yeah. it. On oh, yeah. On here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, I I'm I don't know how far I'm in, and I probably will do a rewatch just because like I was kind of doing um, watching it while I was clean. But so far, it's super it's super um, interesting. the The mystery box is still is still something you want to find out about. And um, the acting is great, even though it's German. A lot of it is dubbed. The dubbing is—it's a good dub. So, yeah. So I want—I always wanted to watch it with subtitles, but it seems like most people watch it dubbed into English. Is that correct? Or I, it's fine to watch it. Uh, you. I don't know. It I'm, is I'm fine. stubborn. I don't like watching dubs. I, I want to watch the subtitled version. The subtitle is <laughs> I there. It's also good, but I'm just saying like the uh, the dubs are good enough where it's not uh, overtly uh, distracting. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's hard so to can, do. So yeah, they it's very it hard then. to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is this week's episode, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, Y'all are the best. Next week, uh, we do have 
Uh, next week is our season finale, so uh, do join us um, on uh, next Monday, same time, same channel here at Pangigri, uh, twitch.tv slash Pangigri, that's P-A-N-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y. We will announce who our guests and uh, what we're going to be talking about on that day uh, over the course of the week, but uh, check I, out our... St- I can confirm, uh, depending on the time, we're definitely right. going to have uh, Budget 10 and Kajo... Uh, the artist of Chessie. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have both. Uh, For sure. Budget. And we might have somebody else as well. Since right. it'll be kind of like a mega season finale if we get Got the it. other guests. Yeah. So, Should you tell them who Budget Chan, yeah, Chan is? Yeah, so uh, Budget Chan is a, uh, they're both Filipino. Mm-hmm. And then Budget Chan's the writer and Kajo, uh, I forget, I can't pronounce his last name. but um, Baldissimo. Baldissimo is the artist, and they co-created a graphic novel or comic book series called Trese, which is based on Filipino myths. And uh, it's recently been picked up by Netflix to be a Netflix animation show that's going to be coming out. And uh, the the U.S. release of the Trese comic book, because it's not available to buy here, it's um, it's actually this month in September. So we right. thought it would be great and timely to have it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, we're there's a lot of connections there. A lot of connections. there. So, yeah. But, yeah, thank <laughs> you, guys. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. So thank you for the host, week. D- chart Games. Yeah, yes, thank you for the you. host, Brian, <laughs> Amelia. You y'all are. They just tweeted tweeted us out. I feel bad that we're leaving, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you guys. Y'all are super cool. Uh, uh, they've been hosting us, but yeah, I been just wanted us. to introduce Earl and the connection to Dechart Games real quick. Earl, if you wanted to explain why it is that we're being hosted <laughs> by the chart the card yeah. uh so um uh, brian and amelia have been playing shadow of the tomb raider and uh i am one of the voice actors in shadow of the tomb raider uh, the character jonah and uh they had me on their finale episode this past uh saturday um and we're so gracious enough to like drop a raid in my chat and they're the best i brian amelia i can't wait till we do another episode like after this pandemic and we can just uh you know get together in person it'll be awesome (laughs) but thank you folks uh for the support for the raid for for that tweet earlier as well you're y'all are the the best but uh yeah they're actors in detroit become human by the way Mm -hmm. which i am planning playing so (laughs) again I, I'm gonna be, finish like, my that's like my meta, next. Like, <laughs> right, very I know. Meta, yes. Well, well, like when they hit me Turn up, like I, I was like, I need to play this game before I go on, you know. So, yeah, Jonah I'm, interviews I can't wait. Connor. Yeah, Jonah interviews Connor, and maybe, <laughs> maybe if you guys want, we we'll, we can come on the show, at, or you can come on the show at some point. It would be great. Yeah. Oh uh, when we come back from our season break, so. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, being there tonight. Thank you, um, Karen. Thank you, thank you uh, Karen. To, uh, thank you, Karen. Thank wow. you so much, Karen. Um, and uh, congrats and thank you to our new uh, co-host here, Andy Lowe. So it looks like we are going to go watch some Fall Guys. Uh, did they log off? Great. Or not. Of course they did. No, no, they did. They're right here still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, everybody, thank you. Yeah. We're going to raid uh, Try House. They are uh, nice. playing Fall Guys right now. My friend uh, wow. Kevin from is in it. Arts. Yeah. Nice. So let's give him a warm welcome. 
Yes, give them a warm welcome. Drop the uh, drop the follows and all that stuff. Uh, all right, here we go. All right, thank you so much for joining Thank you, everybody. Us. Have a good night. We'll see you next week for our finale. Take care, be safe, be good to each other, and peace oh. out. Oh.